Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And with me are the regulars uh, this week, of course. Uh, we have uh, fanbite.com editor-in-chief, Daniel Riando. Sports middle! <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited! <laughs> and uh, all we also have, of course, social editor, Nikki Grayson. LA. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, of course, we have sounding crystal clear like he's emerging from the lakes of uh, minnetonka i don't know uh it is it, it is uh guides editor dylan skiffington i was gonna do danielle's sports middle but intonated differently and uh i forgot how she said it so now it's just regular sports, sports middle, middle! <laughs> there you go i did it again <laughs> Oh boy. And uh, we are very pleased to have with us a guest this week. Uh, you may know him from work on uh, at Fox Sports, at Uproxx, at uh, SB Nation. Uh, Bill Hanstock. Hello, Bill. Hello. I'm excited to get to the middle of sports. Thank, uh, thank <laughs> you so much. I'm really glad. I mean, we really haven't had anyone on the show acknowledge that, you know, we're really trying to get to the middle of the sports. So thank you <laughs> well, for kind of you, understanding us. You picked the perfect guest because. Uh, I'm I'm the extreme mid range of sports journalism. So thank you. <laughs> well, perfect and welcome. <laughs> you picked the medium guest. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, it's we're we're doing what we can. I certainly don't think you're a medium guest. I think you're a premium guest. Yeah. And we, whenever we have a guest, is uh, I, I mentioned this to you in DMs, Bill, but we basically started this podcast the week before the NBA shut down. And so, like, like we had machinations to basically have this, like, living sports podcast where we talk about, like, current things. And then it just turned into a thing where the four of us who had never really could discuss sports together were, like, reaching for things. And now we're in, what, I think it's, like, week eight of doing this. So That's fucked up. And it's been yeah, well, that's funny because I took over an entire sports coverage team a month before <laughs> the banal apocalypse. So. Nice. So I have to, I have to ask just like what is what is we we ask every guest we've had like what has been I guess your experience the the vibe with covering sports right now like how are you dealing with stuff Well we're just trying to it's weird obviously but yeah. it's not it's not that different from covering a sport during that sports off season Yeah the, difference is that it's all sports everywhere 
<laughs> so uh, basically, we're trying. We're doing a lot of programmatic stuff of like, let's rewatch old games together. Let's talk about uh, players we have known and loved. Let's talk about great moments. Let's talk about the history of the franchise. Obviously, there's a lot of reportage to be done about you know the actual COVID nineteen of it all and yeah. what teams are doing and what leagues are doing and what states are doing and and that sort of thing. But um, the the NFL draft was a real godsend because it was like a, a <laughs> almost like a complete week of actual sports things happening live that everyone everyone in the world everywhere was watching. So that was really yeah. cool. Um, it did gangbusters with ratings, which, like, I think, I, I guess I'm not surprised in the sense that, like, I think everyone was so starved for yeah. something new. But, like, I mean, well, like the press release came out and it's like most watched NFL draft in history. And everyone was like, well, yeah. 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 What else are we going to do? <laughs> what else are we going to do? <laughs> right. I mean, how, how many times do we get to see Roger Goodell change his clothes, uh, you know, an hour? You know, it's like, when do we when do we get to see that? Um, I think that the, the like, Roger Goodell was human, like, sort of looked like a human for the first time ever, just being, like, completely <laughs> exhausted, like, leaned back in his chair and, like, half falling asleep, completely sick of the draft by day three. Like, that was the most relatable he's ever been. But, like, I think that he really could have actually made himself, like, kind of like a real person if he had just gone full cosplay. Like, if they just cut to him and he's, like, full Dr. Frankenfurter for no reason and never addresses it. And then the next time they cut to him, he's just normal again. <laughs> just doing doing full like SNL style costume changes every every draft pick. Like Sailor Venus, know. Roger Goodell. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. I kind of wish he had still been announcing every single draft pick on day three where there were, you know, 150 picks like in, in one day i kind of wish they had just kept cutting to him having so, to announce them day but. three like so day three of the cover like I, I just gotta say like espn like all the network's coverage of the draft was like pretty abysmal yeah. like not just the like and here's the next uh tragic father death of a person oh. that got drafted not just like the that every draft had to be rolled up into some sort of like horrible like low-income tragedy yeah. uh but also just like the having worked like at Fox sports for two years, like, and knowing like when you go into a tin pole event, like how much planning goes into it and how much you have to prepare for like the video packages and you have to prepare for like, what's going to be on the screen at any given time. Like it's the easiest thing in the world to prepare for day three and be like, Hey, we should really figure out like how to make it really clear on the screen, like who's getting drafted, who got drafted, where and when, and what we're talking about right now. Because the picks were going so fast that. that day three, it was like the the bottom ticker was like this very slow, like complete crawl of the entire draft. Yeah. That, like there's no way it's going to line up with anything. And then the, the huge lower third was like, here's what happened three picks ago and now we're talking on screen about what happened seven picks ago and there's no like on-screen graphic about like here's what we're actually talking about or here's who just got drafted or anything like it was so confusing yeah i i was paying attention mostly for and again i apologize just generally for this fact but i was just paying mostly <laughs> attention to the dallas cowboys draft picks and stuff like that but it's like there were so many times day three where i would look up and and it's exactly like what you were saying. 
they were talking about something that happened literally 35 minutes ago, but it seemed like the Cowboys were drafting like Jalen Hurts at one point, you know, on day two or whatever, because they just like could not get it together that they were like, you know, they could not get uh, the present uh, matched up with with anything uh, that was actually going on. So it was like extremely confusing. Um, but it's, but it, yeah. it, it's even worse. Like just when you th- like, when you know that that's the easiest shit in the world to plan for, to be right. like, Hey, day three, there's going to be like 175 picks. So let's figure out a, an easy way to make it clear at a glance, like who just got drafted and what we're currently talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wild. And Trey Wingo looked absolutely exhausted by day three, too, which is really funny. Um, Were they not I sleeping? Like I don't know between? what it, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I like I think they had to have been. I mean, like day one and day two were not. I mean, there's a ton of work that goes into those, but they weren't yeah, like that sorry, long. No shade. Like none of this is right. easy like, at all. Like, I don't mean to like throw shade on it, but it's like it sounds like something happened off broadcast or something like did they, did they all like have a real wild night uh after day two and like they just show up really hung over on day three or something i just kind of think they gave themselves permission to look weird because okay. i like okay. it just seemed it seemed like they just were like ah, you know like todd mcshay who's an, an analyst like he's not even here because he's got covid and like sure, sure. we're basically on uh, essentially what was a a brutal like 15 second skype delay with almost every correspondent um you know so like as often you'd have like michael irvin talking over like mel kuyper jr or something (laughs) in these moments and so it was just always i don't know i think by day three they were just like ah fuck it yeah so that makes sense anyway um i don't know bill how was the draft for you uh it was a lot of fun Um, yeah it was it was sort of wearying uh, because um, you know just it's a lot it's a lot to deal with when there's no escape, right? Uh, but uh, I thought uh, I thought it was I thought it was a nice a, a nice um, break from you know no sports and apart yeah. from the coverage like the actual like draft drafting uh, the selections that's fun. There's always something to discuss and talk about and argue about. And yeah, NFL drafts just fun. I think that the main thing missed uh, from the NFL draft not being live is uh, Jets fans vociferously booing every move by the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki, Nikki has lamented many times that we didn't get to the, uh, the ships in Vegas. Yeah. I'm stuff. so mad that they didn't get on the boats to get up to the podium. It's fucked yeah, up. I know. I can't believe I was, I was robbed of this. I was upset about that too. Um, yeah. God, Las Vegas, huh? I keep forgetting. Like, there's a football reason, team there. For some reason, that move is so much more confusing than the Chargers being in LA now. Even though I've still called them the San Diego Chargers ninety five percent of the times that they're ever referred to. Um, yeah, Las Vegas, so weird. Um, hey, uh, Bill, how is the uh, MLB going to start? Are they really going to do this dumb uh, Arizona thing? Well, MLB is pretty. Hang on, sorry. There's a it's garbage day. So yeah. this is okay. just garbage day. Yeah. So let's, Oh weird. Let's how did finish. it get from how did it get from <laughs> John your house all the way to Bill's house so fast? I can't it, there's no traffic now. 
That's wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. Traffic. There's yeah. one. There's one garbage truck for the entire city of Los Angeles. Right? John and I, John and I live like relatively close to each other, and like we could never see each other again. So that's fun. Yeah, I know. I know. It's terrible. Sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. It's okay. We just, I, we just have to take the L on this one because I've heard like construction noises for like, I don't know, ninety percent of this call already. I'm so sorry. it's fine. That's me. No, 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 it's, no, it's everyone. It's me. Yeah, because they're the largest truck in the world is now outside of my house. Yeah. Ooh, Truckosaurus. Yeah, Truckosaurus <laughs> is here. Truckosaurus is there. Wow, Bigfoot's there. Wow, Gravedigger's there. Unbelievable. <laughs> right. Wow, Gravedigger's doing a backflip. How is that possible? <laughs> by the way, I'm forever upset that the Undertaker's name isn't Gravedigger. Uh, the first WrestleMania I went to, WrestleMania 24, there was a guy uh, sitting in the, in the row in front of us who had a oppressed gravedigger shirt tucked oh into unbelted slacks. It was great. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, like, so that was tw- that was 24, so that was in Florida? Yeah, it was that's in very, Florida. That's a very Florida outfit. Oh, no, extremely Florida. Also, yeah. there was a woman be, uh, in literally the last row of the upper bowl who held up a Finley sign during the first match, but it was upside yeah. down. <laughs> so that's you know that's just lo- like love and life and living yeah. life anyway yeah. let's talk about uh, i'll get back to the, the response to the question sorry yeah that's all right uh so you what i mean what do you think i mean do you think the mlb is really going to do this arizona thing mlb and nba are i mean basically every sports league so nfl is just behaving like we're just gonna have a normal season and i have oh, no reason to believe that they won't yeah I, uh, agreed. whether there are fans or not probably right. won't, probably won't be but they're just gonna proceed as normal and why wouldn't they through the nfl uh the nba and mlb are so especially mlb and the mlbpa and the nba players association which you have to remember are also very invested in making sure seasons happen and people get paid and stuff uh everyone from all these sports leagues is very dead set on making sure that sports come back as soon as possible and thanks to our big wet president who also loves sports and also <laughs> loves commerce and capitalism he's been working very closely with all these sports leagues to see how they can come back as soon as possible so given the state of the government and the state of how badly these sports teams want to continue operating I really expect that MLB will be doing some semblance of games that count by the end of June. I would be really surprised if June ended and MLB hadn't started up. Uh, NBA is planning on basically May 1st uh, resuming some sort of team practice basketball activities in states where there aren't shelter-in-place orders. Um, So, I mean, uh, you know, thanks to... Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon, uh, WWE is an essential business in Florida, which AEW is now going to take advantage of and start running live shows there again. So yeah. uh, I, I think that wow. one of the plans I saw for MLB where they were going to run, you know, the run the 15 teams that practice in Arizona in Arizona and run the 15 teams that do spring training in Florida in Florida and do basically a Cactus League and a Grapefruit League this season. Wow. Uh, I think that that's, you know, that's an idea that could, probably work if not be like not to say it's going to be good or fun or neat <laughs> or but it's something that could <laughs> well, yeah, work. Or worth the risk yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and i believe I, I saw that nba teams are already quarantining players in um 
in preparation for resuming activities on May 1st. So, God, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine what uh, that jazz locker room is like right now with uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, really healthy <laughs> and probably nobody's mad at each other. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Rudy. I mean, we do have to thank Rudy Gobert. Who, like, is it possible for uh, uh, him to win Time Person of the Year? Because, like, straight up, <laughs> like he he's the what he's the reason why we're working for home right now. Straight the fuck up, it's him. It was Rudy Gobert. I think it would be great if they voted Rudy Gobert Sixth Man of the Year if he's a starter. Nah, that would rule. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that that would be... I believe isn't that a isn't that a player voted award? Uh, six man of the year, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. God, it's, that'd be really good. That'd be really good. I'm just um, I I tweeted this the other night, but I'm just mad that uh, we wasted another year of LeBron's fourth prime. Um, <laughs> because he was going so hard, he was so ready for the playoffs this year. I was really excited stopped. for the. I was really excited for the Lakers to get slept by the Clippers and swept by the Clippers wow. in the conference wow. finals. Wow, <laughs> me too. But wow, <laughs> me too. But wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I I did read a, a fun piece from uh, uh, on ESPN about Steve Curry yesterday, who's just like, oh no, we're not like preparing for the no we're in off to come mode. back we were, yeah we were 15 and we were 15 and 50 we're good i'm sorry did like, you say steve curry no steve kerr oh, oh okay that's that better very good hi i'm steve curry uh, well, <laughs> although, although uh um uh andrew our wonderful uh uh producer slash late lunch co-host uh he does say steve curry uh unironically yeah. so that's very yeah. good Oh, um, that was very funny the first time you did that. Um, but yeah, no, Steve Kerr was just like, I no, we're we were 15 and 50. No, we're not going back. What are you talking about? I just love the idea that if the NBA comes back, the Warriors will just like not listen. Yeah, like there. we'll just take the L, like it's fine, we'll just forfeit. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I like, 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 do you expect me to figure out where the G League teams? Like the plays players are like in Santa Cruz or whatever the fuck. That's, Absolutely not. They would set an example to every tanking team of like you can just forfeit guys and then you yeah. don't have to enter players. <laughs> you don't yeah. even have to play. Yeah, yeah. Did not play. Didn't want to. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Um, gosh, I I just the the world. Listen, I I say this on every episode. I miss sports. I do. But a world that resumes sports in this climate seems um, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, temperature of the room. Um, you know, what uh, What would it take for you to spend months uh, at a time in Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess millions of dollars to play is like enough of a reason, I guess. I mean, also, there's a team there already yeah so they like, have but, to live there but by choice yeah exactly they have to live there but they only live there half the year half the year yeah, that's true. yeah. They have the other time they houses. live in a holiday inn <laughs> does randy johnson still live in arizona just exploding birds in his off time well he first of all he exploded the bird in uh seattle seattle oh, please that's right if you've been watching the sb nation dorktown series you would know that john <laughs> sorry i'm sorry to have to rant explain to you no it's okay about it's the okay. big unit 
Listen, no, please. I, please explain to me about the big unit. Please. I think the answer is that Randy Johnson lives wherever the hell he wants. Can I cuss on this show? Can yeah, yeah. 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 You can. Uh, no, you can curse on the show. We've Sweet. said terrible things on the show. Frick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Really um, well, yeah. oh, what's, that, what's that, Dylan? Your, your fucking connection was so bad. I only heard a robot <laughs> noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks, John. So one more game. No, I said there you go, really loose. I just got robot noises again. Damn. <laughs> Dragon. Good podcast. Good podcast. No, we're doing great. I'm so proud of us all. We are doing good. Hey, um, speaking of baseball, I went down a rabbit hole of baseball fights yesterday. Yeah. Um, I started with Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura, which is you know a classic. Yeah, that's where you start. It's the uh, it's the uh, Masala versus Kawada of uh, you know. It, it's it's true. It's true. And of course, I ended up with uh, Odor and uh, Bautista, which was oh my god. Did you make a stop off at any Farnsworth along the way? I did, but I want to know what your favorite baseball fight is. Uh, that uh, Rugnet Odor uh, punch is pretty hard to top just because it's more vicious than... I mean, my favorite baseball fight is one that I, I never saw, which is when Mon- Juan Marshall charged the mound with a bat, <laughs> um, which is great because he's a pitcher, so he knows what a pitcher doesn't want to see coming at him. Um, that's my favorite baseball fight. But uh, the, the Nolan Ryan one and the... Rugi Odor uh, are hard to top, but I do have a soft spot for, there was a Reds fight, I don't remember who it was against, but probably like the Pirates or the Cardinals, and Johnny Cueto was just like reared back on the dugout or on the fence just kicking at people. Um, that was great. Also, uh, I mean, I, I think honestly my favorite is uh, just Pedro Martinez throwing Don Silver to the crowd oh, by his big fat head. So God, that one's so <laughs> Jason good. Veritek punched A-Rod in the face with his glove. Who is oh, doing yeah. commentary? Was that Joe Buck who was doing commentary for that game? <laughs> I, I do love the feigned, uh, you know, just uh, just like the announcers being like, oh, this is a real dark day for baseball. Yeah. Like, great. <laughs> Here come the pretzels. Yeah, I was about to say, like, the commentary was just so grim. I mean, there, there are two moments of commentary that make me laugh so hard every time I think about them. And one here comes is, the pizza. Oh, here comes the pizza. Is so I, good. That's very good. But it's 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 both the the the, uh, the Zimmer throwdown, which is like very very good, and everyone's like, oh my god, uh, absolute dark day. And they do say dark day. Um, but then the other is when like Randy Moss like feigns mooning the crowd in I think it was Green Bay, and Joe Buck loses his fucking mind. I mean, he's just like yes, yes. full. In full, this game will never be the same uh, <laughs> mode about a guy just acting like he pulled down his pants. Not even pulling <laughs> Not down doing his pants. it. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. That's That was, I, I, I think about that often and laugh. Um, Danielle, I was going to ask if you have a favorite uh, like sports fight, but I realized that all your I sports mean... that you like are fighting. So, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll just, uh, fuck. Uh, Danielle, talk about Fry Takayama for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll put I'll put it this way. Yeah. I really sort of weirdly enjoy sports fights for how bad the fighting is. 
like yeah. I will constantly watch hockey players fight each other and just cackle and just be like, they can't even look. They they can do almost nothing to each other. They're wearing basically body armor and helmets and they have giant gloves. Like this is like basically a fight, aka like when people put on those fake sumo suits and just you know, throw their bodies at each other, but on the ice, so it's even goofier looking. Like, I just can't take it seriously because most of what I watch are are people who are, like, good at fighting, fighting each other. Obviously, it's not a street fight. It's a sport fight. So, you know, I never want to, like, because that's a, an important, uh, you know, <laughs> point to make. I don't go around watching street fights. I kind of only go and watch, you know, people who are, uh, hopefully at least training to do this yeah. do it uh but yeah like it just it's funny they're so bad at fighting people who don't train fighting are so hilariously bad at fighting uh that it is a spectacle unto itself especially if they're wearing a lot of goofy stuff like on top that's i like why, hockey that's i think hockey makes the odor yeah. fight so good is that he like this is clearly a guy who's thrown a punch before and yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so and, and clean. Jose Batista clearly is not used to taking punches. No. <laughs> no. There's, he gets there's... so hard his mouth guard flies out of his mouth. It's like yeah. you oh, couldn't. Wow. You. It's just so good. Well, his sunglasses it's so fly good. off too. His yeah. dumb ass little sunglasses fly <laughs> off. Which is really, really good. Um, and yeah, as you pointed out yesterday, Nikki, it was all because he flipped back, flipped back fl real big. He flipped back <laughs> so big, the other team got mad. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. a fun fact about <laughs> it just a fun fact about the Major League Baseball video of this Blue Jays Rangers fight is that it's age restricted. So if you just oh. have a YouTube account, you can't watch this. If you don't have a YouTube account and you're just kind of like going to YouTube.com, yeah. you cannot watch this video. <laughs> yeah. You have to log in and let them know that you're okay with seeing a man get <laughs> murdered on uh, at second base. You know, it's a tough sport. It's a violent sport sometimes. Uh... <laughs> Dylan, how do you feel about hockey fights? I mean, hockey fights are great. Yeah. Um, I mean... I used to like live for them, unless so now. I mean, hockey's definitely gotten less fighty over the last 10 years. But I, I definitely appreciate a hockey fight more than a baseball fight, if only because the, the commentators. <laughs> I feel like every baseball fight I see is everyone, every commentator's just like ashamed right all the time it's just like oh you know and then everyone always devolves into the well you better get your money's worth <laughs> like that's the I, I hear that line in every single baseball thing ever better get your money's worth like someone's getting ejected get your money's worth <laughs> and the commentators just yeah. do it for me baseball and hockey are this weird inverse where it's hockey is like trying to get fights out of hockey but the announcers clearly love the hockey fights but have to act like they don't love them as much as they do. And baseball sort of uh, the, all the unwritten rules and play the game the right way and, and all that stuff. And so anytime there's a fight, you know, the announcers secretly do love this, but they have to act like, you know, Oh, the, the game will never be the same after this. <laughs> it's so awful. It's just really awful. But, you I know, think that's the funny thing about hockey fights to me is just like it's kind of like what you were saying, Danielle. They're all armored up. They can't really set themselves. They can barely move their damn arms. Right. Like, like they, up, they can't you know? really <laughs> set they can't set themselves to like get leverage on a punch and they're 
yeah, their their range of motion is limited anyway. What I also think is funny is that like getting hit um by a fist uh, from someone who is off balance is so much less dangerous than getting hit by like a puck or a stick yeah. or like or like a full body check. It's like it's so it's like it's such a like minimal part of the danger of hockey, but it's it's usually construed as being like one of the dangerous parts. So. I think one of the reasons why baseball players don't fight better is because imagine if you were wearing your pajamas and had to get in a fight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not really protected. That's true. You're like I'm comfy. I'm about to get tucked in. Oh no, oh no, I have to fight. <laughs> A fight has happened. <laughs> I've got my adorable uh, Pittsburgh Pirates onesie on, and oh no, I'm being assaulted by a man. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Nikki, do you have like a good basketball fight? That's not Malice at the Palace. Not Malice at the Palace? Yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like, uh, there's the time that Kobe got hit real good. Um, but I don't, that was before I was alive. So I'm trying to remember. <laughs> there was a good hockey fight recently. Uh, sorry. There was a good basketball fight recently with, uh, uh, Rajon Rondo spitting on Chris Paul. Oh, that was good. Oh, and then, and then, yeah. yeah, and then Rondo got his eye almost gouged the fuck out. <laughs> Who was it that just sprinted in and started throwing hands? Some rookie, I don't remember. Uh, Brandon, I think that was Brandon Ingram. Yes, and then kind he of got just flew like in. the biggest suspension just because he kept rabbit punching people on yeah. the back of the head. And he wasn't even involved. This is, I, I just sent the link of Kobe uh, getting punched. If this, if that punch was like, it just like grazes his chin. But if it was like, like an inch higher, Kobe's like knocked out. And it's very good. Damn. It's like an all time, an all time punch. I mean, that guy did that with Shaq in, in, in breathing distance. That's yeah. scary. Wow. He could have died immediately. He could have died. He could have died immediately. Speaking of Shaq uh, yeah. and, and fighting. Uh, did y'all see the the video where uh, Francis Ngannou picked him up, and Shaq looked so uncomfortable, and he said, "I have never been picked up before." Yeah, uh, Francis Ngannou is a really really good uh, heavyweight uh, in the UFC, and it was it's so adorable. He just makes it look so effortless, and Shaq is just like he looks like a very unbalanced child who's very scared to be picked up, or like a cat. That's what he looks like. He looks like the cat that is in that other meme of Shaq where he's shaking his shoulders and then there's a cat shaking his shoulders. He's like, he's like a scared cat. He's like, oh, God, put me down. It's really cute. Yeah. I mean, he he has not been picked up like that since uh, Aaron Carter. So it's like, you know. Damn. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that video is incredible, Danielle. Like, I, just, I don't know, the shock on Shaq's face that he could be... Uh, just hoisted off the ground. It's very yeah, good. It's, it's really cute. It's like weirdly adorable. I don't know why I find it so adorable, but it yeah, it's his face, I guess. <laughs> I think it's I think it's like so impressive to me because um like the video of Shaq falling on uh uh the uh, TNT's NBA show. Um <laughs> like yeah. like the thud he makes when he falls just gives yeah. you such a clue as to how much this man weighs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like difficult to watch him fall because I'm like, I can't fathom that much weight just like crashing to the ground. Um, anyway, Shaq's so a big good. person. 
I did see Shaq in person once uh, at a bar in Dallas, and he was sitting in a like a normal ass chair. So his knees were just up around his shoulders because he just couldn't like sit like a normal person. Um, his yeah, femurs must be like big dude, like taller than my entire legs. Yeah, I really hope that Shaq has arranged that when he unfortunately perishes one day as yeah. as we all shall that the uh, basketball hall of fame will display his bones his skeleton yes <laughs> like the oh, museum of death in los angeles i i don't recommend it for everyone like only if you are okay with like intense gore and stuff but the main thing that i loved about the museum of death uh was that they had a giraffe vertebrae uh, on display which is insane yeah <laughs> And I imagine that's what Shaq's like. I have seen Shaq in person twice uh, when the NBA was in LA for All-Star a couple of years ago. Uh, the first time I saw Shaq was I was going to this American Express installation to interview Anthony Anderson. I don't know. NBA All-Star is weird. And, uh, yeah, that and, sounds right. and Shaq was leaving the place and walking to his uh, Rolls Royce. And he walked past me. I was like, oh, wow, that, that oh. sure is Shaq. And then I went to... Uh, a Shaq appearance uh, slash signing at a Reebok store in downtown L or Hollywood. And uh, he came in and he was talking to some of the employees before they opened it up to the, the uh, fans. And a woman came up and talked to him and she was like maybe five foot four. Uh, but she just like, walked, <laughs> she, yeah. So she walked up to Shaq to just like say hello. And he just grabbed her and lifted her over his head. Like in the gorilla press position. <laughs> like he was picking up a styrofoam peanut and it was, I got, I got photos of it. It was incredible. Oh, I love that. God, if I had the ability to just pick people up at will, I would never stop doing it. But also imagine being picked up by Shaq. Like you must feel like you are God's most precious kitten. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just cradled softly in Shaq's big arms. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, that must feel kind of nice. Unless it must he's be pretty good. Unless you're wrestling him, and then it wouldn't feel nice at all. No. I bet he has a light touch. He probably does. I bet he does too. I bet he does too. Who are other athletes we'd like to be rocked to sleep by? Oh boy. I mean Francis um, Ngannou can could rock me to sleep. That's fine. Okay. This man is like he looks small next to Shaq, but he's also like a giant man. And yeah, he seems like a pretty cool dude in a yeah. lot of ways. So yeah. The the big show, because it'd be like getting rocked to sleep by a big me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Have you watched his show on Netflix? I have not yet. I have not yet either. It looks uh I don't know. It looks like a sitcom. Anyway, the, the the point of the sitcom is that he's big. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't believe it. But... I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sitcoms have very intense and uh, you know really complex premises. Yeah, a lot of mm -hmm. times, and you know, mm -hmm. shows the that. human condition. I remember back in two thousand, I was obsessed with the fact that like. None of the wrestlers on TV that I saw were actually as big as they were billed. And I was like, mm. okay. Like, because my mom was the biggest. Ooh, puppy. Um, okay, I won't. Uh, but uh, 
like I, I remember like being obsessed with this idea of um oh, okay like none of these guys are actually that big they're like completely tiny people and the tv just makes them look big and they're usually built about six inches taller than they really are and i remember going to an event in dallas and we had to go backstage to like go to our seats because that's where the the handicap seats were or whatever and uh we passed by the undertaker who was also just so much larger than i expected him to be yeah. so i was just kind of like oh all right well i guess these people really are huge okay um but he was next to Kurt Angle, who is like a, uh, you know, he's a he's like a real like amateur wrestler, um, like kind of a legend in the United States. And he's obviously like very muscular, but, you know, he's not even I think he's not even five, uh, six feet tall. And mm, um, yeah. but I don't know. These guys are just so big, even even if you don't think they're big. That's the thing with basketball, too, is that like um I grew up watching like Steve Nash on the Mavs and I was just like, man, that guy is so little, but you know, he's like <laughs> six, four. And so right. I'm, just like, I'm just like, ah, all right. So really any of these, really any of these people could rock me to sleep because I'm very I, small. I have all of these, uh, these feelings as well, especially for like, because I, you know, obviously I watch a lot of MMA and like, even like the tiniest, like women fighters, like the five, one atom weights, like tiny, tiny, tiny women look like big in the arena when they're fighting right. each other. Right. Like they look like, you know, two little giants out there just yeah. slugging it out. And then you see them next to any other human being, like their coaches <laughs> or anybody else. And there's like a foot of difference. And you're just like, oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love Adam Weight, by the way. That's such a good that's it's such a good weight class. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? I have a, yeah. a close friend who's in Adam Weight and she's she's very small. <laughs> I train with her a lot and I feel bad all the time if I outmuscle her on something. Wait, what's the what's the weight on Adam Weight? 105. That's very small. Tiny. I think it's the tiny. smallest weight class in most pro. MMA like UFC doesn't even have Adam weight. Uh, UFC's smallest weight class is straw weight, so that's one fifteen, and they only have that one for women. Do children fight in like neutrino weight? Yeah. <laughs> I was right? about to say. Like, I, I was about to say. I don't know. <laughs> weight weight classes have the Super Mario Galaxy problem, where it's like you can't go bigger than Galaxy, so you have to like pull it back to Odyssey. Right. So it's like, all right, past Adam weight, what is it? Because you, you're kind of limiting yourself. It's just point. called so, kids. It's just kids. Wait. <laughs> yeah. What were, you, what were you saying, Nikki? Oh, it's just kid weight. Just kid, kid. weight. Okay. Yeah, kid Adam weight, straw weight, fly weight. <laughs> <laughs> straw weight's very funny to me too um, it's very good it's yeah. very very good yeah. uh, speaking of athletes that you train with and know uh, yeah. Dylan brought up the point uh, the other day that uh, he he actually went to school with someone so we thought it would be a fun uh, idea to talk about famous athletes that we might have crossed paths with in our uh, uh, high school or collegiate careers and I'll start with you Dylan since you brought this to my attention that you you went to high school with Byron Jones? Yeah, yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess he plays for your Cowboys, huh? or what used to. Well, he did, yeah. He did. Just got traded to Miami, I guess. No, he. we basically didn't want to pay him uh, a new contract. <laughs> and so the Miami Dolphins paid, like, way the fuck overpaid him uh, to be yeah. on their team. So. Yeah, it turns out, I guess he's the highest paid 
whatever yeah. he is now. He switched I mean, positions. I don't good, know. good for him. Like he's not worth that money, but good for him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a little weird as someone who went to like a small high school, like a small Catholic high school in yeah. Connecticut, like four hundred people in my high school, and he was like yeah. a year ahead of me. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't really know him. Um, like. And you know that was back in the Facebook days, and I'm not I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Like that's how little I knew him. But oh. it, is, it is weird to like, especially when I, when I started college uh, and when he was going through you know the, the entry draft and all that shit. Um, that he like set the, I they call it the unofficial world record or whatever, but like he set the record for long, uh, standing long jump at 12 feet, which is like oh my god, ridiculous. Can you? That's wild if you put a house a one-story home and you laid it down on the ground that means that he would be able to jump from the floor to the roof oh my god that's he was fucked also a really up good sprinter i'm seeing he had like first place like track and field finishes in the 200 meter and 400 meter which is wild yeah he just played like every sport he was one of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a ridiculous like athlete. Twenty seventh overall, which is wild. As, yeah. as someone who is like such a like, my high school is so small. Everyone there who did sports basically was like, "Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You know, you're just whatever. You might you might play in college, but like that'll be it." Yeah. Then, yeah, I I think you're the first person I know that like went to high school with a first rounder. Like I I know I have acquaintances that went to school with folks that like were undrafted or went in like the seventh round or something and basically never played it down. But like that's a that's a big. That's a star. Like that's a star athlete. That's pretty wild. It, it was yeah. weird to, to look at it and realize that he um had a signing bonus of like four million. So he was just like rich right away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. So much yeah. money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. What would you do with that, Dylan, if you were paid out of college four million dollars just to <laughs> sign a piece of paper? That's so much money. Yeah. Just, I can't even comprehend that. Would you get a wire connection in your apartment? <laughs> Damn, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good. Jesus Christ. Fix that Walmart connection, Dylan. Thanks. Well. I, I wired. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do with $4 million right after college. Something really irresponsible. I mean, I did it. I don't think I did it with the money until like a year ago. So yeah, I don't know what I would have done at 24 or whatever. Um, Nikki, what about you? You You have some names here. Yeah, so I went to a tiny private school in Los Angeles that no longer exists, but we were a, like a basketball powerhouse. So like the way that, like, I guess this is all, how all high school sports work, which is to say that there's too many fucking teams. So it's <laughs> like there, there are too many teams and too many kids. So the way that like league stratification works is that like the pyramid includes like 15 different tiers and then like some schools only play other schools at the state level and then otherwise you're basically just playing the school other schools in your neighborhood for the rest of the year um so we were really good in the cif triple a which is like the upper echelon of um cif basketball for high schoolers uh and we played all of the schools in the los angeles basketball circuit that like if, if there was a kid in the NBA, um, the kid probably goes or if there if there is a kid of a player in the NBA, that kid probably goes to high school at one of these Los Angeles area high schools. So like 
Sierra Canyon and Crossroads and all of that. All of those schools, basically, were the schools we played against. Um, anyway, we were very good at basketball, uh, but never good enough to, like, get kids to the NBA. We got them to college, at which point it was like, well, congrats. You played for Utah <laughs> for four years, and you were named, uh, in the case of Brandon Taylor, you were named All-Pac-12, which is cool. Um, and now you play in Hungary. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Like, listen, yeah. cash those fucking checks to play basketball. That rips. Um and then there was another kid named Naaman Wright who was a not a good person in high school, but good at basketball. But he had chronic foot problems. Um, oh. He had a, he had Greg Oden uh, disease where he was very good at basketball, but his body let him down at every possible moment. Oh. So uh, he went to Missouri. He was like a highly recruited player into at, into Missouri, and then he got hurt, and then the coach left Missouri. So then you get that free transfer. So then he went to CU Boulder, which I don't, I don't know. And then he didn't really play because his foot was hurt. And now he plays for the Leicester Stallions, which is a team in the British basketball league. Wow. Wow. And he averages British like 18. League. Yeah. And he averages like 18 points a game. Oh, damn. Well, I mean, good, good for get him. It. Yeah. What, how many? How many is eighteen points in uh like uh imperial? Uh, I think it's like three stone. So okay. it's the equivalent of like putting a handful of rocks into into the hoop. Okay. All right. So that's that's more like averaging like two and a half points a game or something, right? Yeah. Something okay. like that. That's, that's the fine. conversion. Um. um yeah. And we didn't else? have any other sports. So, like, yeah. we didn't have football <laughs> or baseball or, like, we had high school soccer, but it was, like, a glorified PE situation. So, like, it was not – we didn't have other sports. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, did you go to school with anyone who uh, got 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 big at sports? Yeah, I, I don't know about big, but um, I went to high school with Xavier Nady, who's a baseball player. Oh, okay. uh, he – the Cardinals wanted to draft him out of high school. But he wanted to um, go to uh, college. Uh, he so he was drafted in the fourth round when he graduated high school. Um, but he decided to go to Berkeley instead and play. Um, he actually set the all-time Pac-10 slugging percentage record uh, for his career uh, for Cal. And uh, then he was drafted in 2000 in the second round by the Padres, but then he bounced around. Um, he had a bunch of injuries for a while. I think he had the Brock Lesnar disease of diverticulitis. Um, oh boy. That's a but uh, he, he, he had a bunch of injuries. He was on the Yankees for two years, um, only played in seven games in 2009, but still got a world series ring for 2009. Hell yeah. And then, uh, his second to last season in the major leagues, uh, he was on the World Series roster for the San Francisco Giants, who, as you will recall, won three uh, World Series uh, titles in the span of five years. Uh, he was on the 2012 squadron, uh, and so he has uh, he has uh, two World Series rings. So, I mean, good for him. Um, I, it, it's funny because I, I I was like in high school, I was popular, and uh, he was popular but like two completely different circles because i didn't play sports mm. so like he was like golden child jock 
and I was like, you know, popular, like I was voted class clown and stuff. Um, but <laughs> I was in, I was in Walmart or, or target or something like after graduation that summer. And I was just walking around and he was like, Hey, I heard, I hear someone say, Hey Bill. And I turned around and it was X and I was like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? And uh, we just talked for a while. I was like, yeah, so you got drafted. And he's like, yeah, the Cardinals wanted me, but I, I'd rather go to college. And I was like, that is insane. <laughs> <laughs> you should get money. And, uh, but yeah, uh, but that was, was, that was the last time I talked to him. And then, you know, the, the next time hearing about him, he's, uh, he's in the major leagues and then he's playing for my favorite team, winning a world series with them. So good for him. Um, that was basically the only person uh, that I knew that I went to high school with. I'm sure there are other people from my high school who have since uh, done athletics. But when I was actually in high school, like my freshman year, we won like the conference or s not state, but we won like the conference championships. But then we, we were revealed to have had a player on the team who wasn't eligible, who was our star quarterback. So oh, then we no. were like banned from participating in conference championships for like the remainder of my time <laughs> in high school. Uh, but there was a, there was a guy, uh, I think his name was Nate Sweeney, but he was like six foot seven over 300 pounds, like on the football team, like just a monster. Like, no, like obviously no one could like have an answer for this lineman that we had. Um, and he got drafted or not drafted, but he got a scholarship to, I think it was either Cal or UCLA. And we were like, Oh yeah, no, he's like enormous. He's a giant. Obviously you want to give this guy a scholarship. And then he like stopped playing football, like after his first or second year. And it was, that was the first time that I realized as a human, we're like, Oh, so you don't just have to be big. You have to actually also be good at things. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> When he went to college, like, because he was, like, the tallest guy in, like, our county and the biggest guy in our county who was playing football. And, like, then you go to college and it's, like, I'm the same size as everyone else here. I'm probably at a much lower, like, skill level. Yeah. When, and if that was a strange uh, reality for me to face, I can only imagine how he must have felt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I didn't really have, like... Uh, I didn't really have anyone notable that I actually like went to school with at the same time. Although uh, a guy named David Lofton, who uh, is the son of Hall of Fame NFL wide receiver James Lofton, I went to high school with him, and oh, he nice. he eventually got signed to the Miami Dolphins as a safety. But like, I think he he played for like. A practice squad for like a year and then he just bounced around the canadian football league um and then yeah i don't know like my alma mater produced some folks like jackson jeffcoat who is like jim jeffcoat's kid what uh, a good is, name yeah jackson yeah, jeffcoat good as hell. that, that yeah. name sounds fake like that's like a book jim character jeffcoat i love yeah. it Jay Jeffcoat. Uh, he played. He played for UT, and then he went to. Uh, he bounced around a couple NFL teams for ending up with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, with uh, which he won a Grey Cup last year. So, congrats, Jackson Jeffcoat. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the closest I have to anyone like major is uh just a teacher I had that taught uh, Lance Armstrong for like five years. Um, wow. And that was about it. And like when he got really famous, 
um, before any of the drug stuff happened. Uh, I was like asking, asking his teacher all these questions and yeah, he was like telling me all these stories and, and I, you know, finally was like, man, so he, you know, what was he like? Was he, was he like, was he just like a cool guy? And he was like, no, he was a little shit. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> and I, Makes was like, sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Well, and I just didn't know. And then I, you know, yeah. And then I knew, um, what about you, Danielle? Like what's, what's I have uh, a bunch. Yeah. Funny. Like Cause I, I also only went to tiny schools in my life. Um, like Dylan, I went to a tiny, tiny Catholic high school. Uh, mine was in Rhode Island instead of Connecticut. And the guy from high school, the other ones are from college or later in life. So the, my one from high school is Chris Iannetta, who is a good MLB player. He's still in the MLB. Um, he played for the Colorado Rockies, the Angels of Anaheim, the Mariners for one season, the Diamondbacks for one season, and then the Rockies again. And I think now he might be on his kind of on his way down. I think he's kind of doing AAA with the Yankees uh, right now. But really good player. Like, I, I think he also had the opportunity to go. Uh, I believe he was drafted right out of high school, but he also wanted to go to college. And he was a math major, which is awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's a catcher. He's really good good at batting he's had a very long career i think he started in the mlb in 2006 or 2005 uh still in it still in it to win it uh i he was in a couple of classes of mine in high school and i knew him as like a really just a really nice dude i also grew up with his wife um like we went to the same tiny high school kindergarten through eighth grade together so i know the family oh. super super well um and like we're always every time i go home i'm always like oh how are chris and lisa blah blah, blah. so one of those is very very rhode island the most rhode that's island he's like rhode an italian island. dude from rhode island <laughs> that's uh, yeah super cute in college i knew uh, uh actually really well kurt hawkins who's a wwe dude um we went to college together and we actually took several classes together and we did improv together so i knew him very well at the time we That's hung so out wild. a lot yeah it's very funny to me i'm glad he you know became very successful uh you he know. was a junior and i was a senior uh together in the improv club so we'd had a lot of really dumb scenes together that were very fun and very he very was goofy. Uh, he was unfortunately in that group that got uh laid off a couple of oh yeah. i'm so sorry that yeah. really sucks yeah. uh because he's good and funny and as i understand it people like him i think he's a heel now i think he's uh, gone through a lot of a he's lot always, he's always <laughs> just kind of been like a rascal heel yeah guy. uh yeah. one of those one of those like hangers on of uh just i don't know like uh, it, it's it's wild he stuck around as long as he did but he uh he was apparently pretty integral like kind of training folks behind the scenes to like develop nice. characters and stuff and that seems about right with your improv kind of stories. Yeah, so. genuinely really rad, funny, really yeah. nice dude. Um, obviously, I knew him when we were young. Uh, I haven't really talked to him lately, but <laughs> he was a pretty <laughs> awesome dude, uh, which is cool. And then I also went to college with Nick Newell, uh, who is a fairly famous pro MMA fighter. He's currently signed to Bellator, and he only has uh, one arm. He has uh, uh, he, he was born with, I think, basically half of an arm and he's still a really really good lightweight uh and yeah. yeah again currently bellator doing pretty well he may have lost his last fight i think um but he was slated to fight on that one bellator card that got canceled like day of uh but scott coker did did a solid paid everybody um 
including everyone at the venue, like who worked at the stadium, every employee basically got paid uh, that day, which is good. Good for them. That's much better than what, how the UFC treats their fighters, at least. Uh, so that that's pretty cool. Also, a really rad dude. We we had a lot of like TV and film classes together. So that's, that's cool. pretty cool. He's a awesome. super nice dude. Awesome. And then my last one is a current one. I currently train with uh, like once a week. Well, obviously right now we don't. Uh, but this is pretty awesome. This is my my lady here on on my list. But I currently train under Dominica Obelente, who is a four time world champion in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, she's fucking amazing. She was Marcelo Garcia, who, if you know any jujitsu thing, he's like a legend in the sport. He was her first woman black belt, actually. Oh wow! Uh, and a yeah, four four time world champion, many many other time world champion in other uh, sort of things. So like world champion ADCC, one of the main uh, kind of divisions there, and then won pans multiple times, European Open champion. Uh, it just unbelievably unbelievably good athlete and also one of the nicest people i've ever met in my life so fucked up i'm the same age as her it's fucked up she is she actually was like the youngest world champion i think when she first won uh at like 16 i think that is current now uh somebody may have been younger uh on that page that you like which is 14 i can't believe this so she is uh (laughs) she's also still really fucking good uh she's incredible and again like i said uh it's really nice that i've had great experiences with all of these really awesome athletes but all of them have treated me really nicely and been very cool people so that warms my little heart well that's nice that is very nice i know a lot of jocks guys i know it makes sense for who i am but (laughs) i know a lot of jocks (laughs) yeah that's good i mean i just don't have that in my life i just have I mean, the closest like alumnus I have that did anything notable is Marshall Applewhite, the Heaven's Gate cult leader that uh, convinced all those people to kill themselves in San Diego. Wow. Hell yeah. So, yeah. I mean, John, that just means that you have to get closer to the middle of sports. I, yeah, that's, that's what really what that means. There is still a brick at Austin College in Sherman, Texas that has Marshall Applewhite's name on it as a like uh, graduate of the school. And I'm like, oh, you should fix that. I'm like, why do you like, why though? Like, why? I mean, notable alumnus. Yeah, notable <laughs> alumnus, you I know. guess. Um, yeah, it was very good. The uh, Heaven's Gate thing, by the way, as a, yeah. as a small aside, is it's one of the more fascinating death cults uh, that you True. can read. Like, like Marshall Apple, Applewhite and his uh, his life partner were were just doing shit in the wilderness in the Pacific Northwest for decades. Like it's it's crazy. It's it's, it's really wild. They were like off the grid for a really long time, long before Hale Bop came around. So. It's a, yeah. it's, it's an interesting story if you uh, ever feel like diving into it. Yeah, it's, are they all it, okay? It is... Wait, what? Are they okay? Oh no, oh, Nikki, no. no. Oh no, they're, no, they're not. not. Sorry, no, I'm no, reading. No, Nikki, Sorry, they're really not. Well, Sorry, they're not. This actually is sports because Heaven's Gate did have a home team and a away team. This is true. <laughs> they did. This is literally true. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually have a, an away team patch that I bought uh, that I'm going to put on my Disneyland fest. Yeah. What? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also sports related, not only because of that, but they they also have uh, very athletic footwear that they uh, that they decided to wear. Um, the story of why they all chose those Nikes is so amazing. <laughs> Please enlighten us. Oh, they uh, just Bill. they went to the Big Five and they were like, "We need sixty pairs of sh- of Nikes," and the guy was like. <laughs> 
well, the decades are on clearance right now. And so they're like, all right, sweet, deal on shoes. Because they just all wanted to dress the same. It didn't matter what what shoes they did. So they were on discount. And the irony of that is Nike obviously pulled that model of shoes forever after yeah. Heaven's Gate. But if you want to buy a pair of vintage decades, they're like thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. So now they're like among the most like uh, I don't, I want to say coveted or soft sought after, but they're they're one of the priciest sneakers that you could buy because oh, a cult bought them on discount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nikki. Wild, Nikki. I think this really kind of happened maybe when you were two. I think. Yeah, yeah I was. You were, uh, you were a baby. I child. was baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a wild story. That's the only alumnus that's really notable from any of my schools, uh, but definitely not that athlete centric. Um, when you were when you were starting to say my school still has, I was expecting you to say like they built a statue of Marshall Apple. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And it's weird because they built it last year, and yeah. that's the wildest part. <laughs> like everyone's really focused on these Civil War statues, but we should really start talking about Get this that one. one. <laughs> I went to the groundbreaking ceremony for the Marshall Applewhite Astronomy Building, which is <laughs> very strange. I don't know why they decided. They counted to do him that. as an astronaut. It was weird. <laughs> it was very strange. Um, uh, before we wrap up, uh, Nikki, did you watch uh, Last Dance, the next two episodes? I did not watch this week's. Okay. Uh, did I'm, did I'm you watch it, Bill? I mean, uh, yeah, I watched it. I, I, it's funny because, like, after last week's two episodes. Uh, we were like, oh, we haven't watched the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30 yet. So we watched that. Yeah. And there's a lot of sort of double dipping from the yeah, Dennis Rodman 30 for 30, but not yeah. in a bad way. And I do love that they got new John Sally interviews for this one because yeah. John Sally was like the star of the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30. Like the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30 is really fantastic. Um, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, John Sally, like, there was a part in the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30 where they're talking about how Rodman was so excited to get uh, signed by the Bulls because he idolized uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael I Jordan. did it last time. I, I, uh, it two yeah. weeks in a row. It's easy to do. It's easy I was to do. Telling you, everyone does uh, it. Uh, yeah. Idolized Michael yeah. Jordan. And then they cut to Dennis Rodman. He's like, I wouldn't say I idolized Michael Jordan. And then they cut to John <laughs> Sally. And he's like, Dennis worshipped. <laughs> that's Good. incredible yeah Good. so if you haven't if you haven't, if you haven't seen it goes it goes pretty in depth not only in uh in dennis rodman's kind of like early career with the pistons and his ultimate uh arrival at the bulls and his wild uh like 90 hour date with uh carmen electra in <laughs> las vegas which is very very good um it also goes into like Phil Jackson's career, who's the coach of the the uh, Bulls during this time, and um, also some Doug Collins stuff, who was the coach kind of uh, on the earlier side of Michael Jordan's career. And I don't know, it was it was a. I, I actually think I liked it, liked three and four more than than one and two, even though I did like how uh, in depth episode two went into Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're at all interested in. I would say if you if you have a surface level read of Dennis Rodman, uh, the thirty for thirty is like a better way to get into it. But like the episode three of Last Dance was also very good. I felt so. Nice. Um, yeah, it was very cool. He's an interesting guy. Really, yeah. really interesting guy. Um, Bill, 
did, any any other parting shots about sports things that you uh, think are interesting or worthy of discussion? Um, there are a lot of sports. I'm sure you guys already discussed the Boneyard match. <laughs> well, we have a full uh, wrestling uh, like vertical with podcasts and stuff, so we haven't really talked about the Boneyard match, but like. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you if you need to watch uh, two really old, uh, old old guys fight in a boneyard, um, I can't recommend enough the WrestleMania thirty six. <laughs> a literal miles. boneyard. Now, Bill, how would you describe the boneyard? Because I when when they when they announced the match, I was like, hmm, what are they gonna do? And I, uh, why don't you go ahead and describe that that scene for me? I mean, they were the bone zone for sure. Uh, <laughs> the the boneyard. So basically, the match is like um, like if the Sons of Anarchy series finale had been good. Um, they fought in a a cemetery that was barn adjacent. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a small cemetery that abutted a, a farmyard. And uh, they brawled in and threw the barn. And then uh, Undertaker literally killed AJ Styles and then uh, raised his fist on a motorcycle, causing a barn to explode and turn into a goth rave. And he drove away <laughs> as Metallica played. And it was the most perfect thing I'd ever seen. And that's wrestling. Wow. I mean, it's very good. It's uh, If anyone doubted wrestling was art, uh, it's pretty much <laughs> yeah. ended it all, all debate. Um, and you can read more about that in my book, which comes out on HarperCollins on October 13th. Damn. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good plug, Bill. What's, Damn, what's that's a good the, plug. Yeah, get, get it in there. Uh, yeah. The book is called We Promised You a Great Main Event, an Unauthorized WWE History. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Can I pre-order uh, it yet? You can, you can pre-order indeed it? pre-order it. Okay. it is, Where can uh, I there, there are links it? on Amazon and through Harper. Oh. Um, the cover hasn't been revealed yet. Uh, I'll be doing a big ramp up in a, a couple months about everything, but I'm not sure if you guys are going to have me back, so i got to get my plug in here while I no, can. No, listen, I was, I was going to say, uh, we definitely need to have you on uh, with like LB and Danielle when they do the Fan Fight podcast. So when, I when would it love gets closer... That. Hell yeah. When it gets closer to the date, we definitely need to have you back on to discuss the book and its uh, contents because I definitely want to cover that. Yeah, um, just remind us, <laughs> yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely want to have you back. Um, I, I think I think LB would have a ton of questions for you as well as Danielle, and and I can probably hop in there too. So that would be that would be a blast. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, Bill, where can we find you on uh, on on the Twitter machine? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Sundown Motel. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't have a podcast right now. And, uh, although I am currently working for SB nation, I'm not currently writing for SB nation. So, okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. Danielle, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Danielle RI. And Nikki, where can we find you? You can find me at Godsua, G O D S E W A. And Dylan, with your very fast internet connection, where can we find you? <laughs> Skiffington underscore. Um, we got to talk to Jack about that underscore, huh, bud? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think just, the underscore is part of your existence. Give me the account and uh, then give us the fanbite account. 
Jack, please. Jack, please free ad fanbite, please. <laughs> the person who has ad fanbite doesn't care. Does okay. anybody know Jack? Bill, do you know Jack? I do not know Jack, but I think Tom is still in my top eight. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, maybe maybe, maybe he again, knows Jack. I am old. Can we just do a quick 20 minutes on Friendster? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. What's that? Who? All right. What? Children. <laughs> I remember Friendster. Nikki, I remember it. Nikki, what's Friendster? Friendster is was is the proto MySpace, right? It's it's Napster's brother. It's Napster's brother, <laughs> but for companionship instead of music. Um, and that's all I've got. Okay, Friendster <laughs> is Napster's brother, and it came before MySpace. Wow, this logo sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. um what a bad looking website. The internet used to, well, no, you know what? I changed my mind. I immediately have changed my mind. The internet used to look really good and we fucked it up. Yeah, it used to look great. <laughs> I agree. The yeah. internet peaked at ICQ and it's all been downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Um, you can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter, although I don't know why you uh, you can find because uh, you have good tweets, John. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a grip. Uh, but uh <laughs> Uh, you can find Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media. You can also find Fanbyte at Fanbyte on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can find all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcast. We have three feeds. I don't know if you knew that, but if you're on this one, then you are probably familiar with Fanfight or Wrestling and MMA podcast. Uh, you're probably also uh, familiar with Fanfight VCR, uh, which did a great uh, episode about Itsushi Onita uh, last week, uh, which was very good. So you should definitely check that out. Um, we also have the Fanbyte FM feed. We've got news and little interviews and little extra stuff that we do. We also have the Fan Width feed that uh, is our flagship feed with Fan Width, the Fanbyte podcast on it. It's excellent. We released an episode yesterday that was a blast <laughs> to listen to. Um, gosh. I think that about covers it. Um, Nikki, do you want to send us out this week? Yeah, sure thing. Um, if you uh, if you're looking for sports, can I interest you in Madden? No. <laughs> <laughs>